You're listening to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast with Nola Heal. Nola has over 30 years of experience in financial and operations management for companies around the world. As a part-time CFO, she's dedicated to working with businesses of all sizes to create sustainable growth and amplify strategy. Paul Mercer is an entrepreneur and the founder of Portable Power Technology, an off-grid power solutions company based in the UK. Starting out as an engineer with British Aerospace, then transitioning into technical sales, Paul accumulated his knowledge and began designing and supplying power products to Africa and leisure applications. This later led to the birth of Portable Power Technology in 2014. Paul thrives off problem solving, being in front of customers promoting the amazing work Portable Power Technologies does and building the amazing team they have. Paul also suffers from a chronic pain condition, which of course adds extra challenges to life and business, but has only made him stronger and more resilient. Welcome, Paul. Thank you for joining us today. You've been involved in the portable power industry for many years, but prior to that, you also did some fun things. Can you perhaps take us back with some background beyond your bio? What got you started down the road? Well, I guess my background was working for British Aerospace as an engineer. I'm doing a, a five-year engineering apprenticeship and and that was lovely and amazing and I thoroughly enjoyed the experience and got an awful lot of uh, value from that but um, I think my heart was always in um, sort of sales and marketing and uh, gradually I sort of found myself in different roles working for different companies uh, working in a sales and marketing capacity in the electronics industry uh, and um, and that eventually led me into um being actively sort of headhunted by a US semiconductor company who wanted yes. me to act as a, 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 an agent stroke representative in, in the UK, uh, bring their products to market, set up distribution networks and to uh, effectively act as their direct salesperson for large OEM customers uh, in the UK. Nice. Um, and obviously this was industrial, military, commercial, that kind of stuff. So which I did um, and um, did that with a, with a business partner for a number of years. And we, as well as doing that, we attracted then other people who we would act as a sales agent for uh, in different markets um, from different companies around the world. One in Brazil, one in Italy, one, uh, one in Slovakia, uh, more American companies a whole bunch of stuff and um that went very well until uk companies like so many other companies started migrating their manufacturing away from the uk into asia so it made our job that much harder in influencing design but also earning commission from sales because now manufacturing was being done overseas um and in that time we we bought a sort of component an electronic component distribution company in the uk and we set up running that uh and then we began sort of setting up a, a like an e-com company this was in i don't know 2002 2003 so very early on in, in the days of the internet oh yeah um selling or developing and selling sort of power and electrical systems for rvs and boats leisure vehicles um and uh, and at the same time also developing solutions for rural africa in particular west africa to provide um some kind of uh useful power electricity to them on a daily basis for powering small lights and radio and and mobile phones 
in areas of West Africa where effectively there was no electricity, where they were off grid. And so mm. I worked with a number of World Bank and on a number of programs um, supplying my products into, into those areas of Ghana and Sierra Leone. Fantastic. And uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun. And um, anyway, to cut a long story short, split with my business partner in 2014 uh, and really took the ideas of, of the African power business and what we were doing in the RV and leisure business and formed uh, a new company, Portable Power Technology, as it is now. Uh, went and garnered uh, angel investment into the nice. business through somebody that I knew, um, through Barbara. And um, yeah, not looked back really. I mean, since then, we've yes. pretty much, after splitting with my business partner, building the business, I almost pretty much left him with a, a very large part of it because it was so acrimonious. It just felt like we were just losing so much value. Right. So I literally just grabbed one person, grabbed 50Ks worth of stock, um, a few desks, left him a note, ran out the door, um, <laughs> uh, rented some <laughs> some new offices, uh, and um, and off we went. And uh, met later on. Later, later on, met uh, lawyers to sign everything back to, to each other. Sort it all out. Yeah. Sort it all out. And um, yeah. So seven years later, we where are where we are now, which is with a team of nine people. And um, and yeah, we, we everything really in my life has generally been about power, or, or yeah. one way or another, uh, how to develop and supply power, not at a um a utility level or grid or infrastructure right. type level but more for uh for temporary remote and backup circumstances um and where uh and n- not using generator either so no no fossil fuels allowed in in, in what we fantastic do. So, so you better tell us about portable power technology how do you do oh. this <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's not rocket science, I can tell you, but um, we, you know, we do innovate uh, and um, our business is, is from a DC to AC. So in other words, converting battery uh, DC voltage, whether that's 12, 24 volt or 48 volt into mains electricity, which in the UK is 230 volt with electricity. Um, and, uh, and we do that both for static applications and, um, uh, or off-grid uh, remote location where it's required, but also a lot of our business is in like so. Some of that might be, for example, on glamping sites where you need infrastructure, but they want wow. to give the customer the experience of feeling that they're off-grid. Um, a lot of a lot of our work is in um, is in what we call you know mobile applications. And when I say mobile, I don't mean mobile phone or you call them cell phones anyway, <laughs> but what we call mobile. Um, so we're talking t- typically in vehicle, and these would be where you need to provide mains electricity to power something in a vehicle. So that might be an ambulance, a fire engine, police, military vehicles, surveillance vehicles. It might be news gathering uh, vehicles. Um, and so we we have uh, vehicle-based lithium solutions that store energy, gather it from various sources, convert it to 230 volts, do that in the most efficient way, in the lightest way, in a way that reduces fuel loads on the vehicle um, uh, and also uh, allow for remote monitoring vehicle as well. So to know how much energy is being consumed by the loads, how much you're generating, the usage patterns, how often it's charged from grid or shoreline if it's available. 
And so we do that in vehicles for like utility vehicles as well for people like British Telecom here in the UK oh, uh, awesome. and, and like the electricity, waterboard, gas type companies that have service vehicles out on the road and need to power tools. And then I say to news gathering and then just mobile or remote applications where people need autonomous autonomous power that they can lift out, use. It has a finite amount of energy, bring it back to base, recharge it again kind of things that you see a lot of people are using a lot on campsites and that these days yeah. but we tend to do more more industrial type versions of, of and commercial versions of, of those kinds of um, products and so everything for us is about um, energy power providing energy in situations where it's required and where mains electricity isn't available or it's too expensive to to be made available um, and so we Fantastic. we kind of stride many different applications and markets in, in, in doing all of that. Yeah. Um, medical, industrial, commercial, leisure. Um, we 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 do everything from film sets to like James Bond film sets that we've been involved That's in. That's awesome. Hey? Um, <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones, um, like uh, for filming. Um, all, all, all kinds. This seems to be no end of applications. We we we. We always get um, every day. I can guarantee one of my team will go. I had a call about somebody that wants to do this, and we go, "Oh my god, we never thought that somebody would ever want to to do this." That is so never, never... exciting. So, so it, it is a it is a, a fascinating, interesting business, clearly driven by energy, which is on everybody's lips at the moment, especially with regards to costs um, and um, you know the demand for temporary power or or movable portable power when we're demanding more and more energy when we're not at home and we're in other situations clearly means that our kinds of solutions are becoming more and more uh, in demand absolutely um, so yeah so you know we're we're kind of seven years into this journey of portable power technology i think we've um we've we've done incredibly well obviously i was come from a relatively experienced sort of entrepreneur founder background previously right. um, and you know through the different companies through my sales and marketing experience through my engineering experience when I bring all of those elements together um, coupled with my sort of uh, CEO experience in, in the other businesses over the years it's enabled me to quite quickly leapfrog some of the stuff that a lot of people early on would would need to pass through and learn uh, right. and so I'm, I'm fortunate enough, you know, with, with some of my experiences, it's, it's enabled me to, with that experience, to be able to kind of like fast track through some of that very, very quickly. Obviously enabled as well with the fact that, you know, I made a point of having um, an angel investor, Barbara, uh, involved in the business as we literally started it to help fund it, to get it off the ground and also to really focus on the, um, to really crystallise the vision about what it was that this company was going to do, uh, and uh, you know, one of the one of the key things for for me and advice that I give other people when when I, I do you know some some mentoring with some other business people is is that um, when I say all of what happens to me, it all sounds very quick and very easy, but clearly none of those things aren't easy and they they're not quick. Right. But I didn't just jump out of that business with a you know, this is portable power technology. I have an idea of what we're going to do. And now I'm going to go and get an angel investor. Things, as you know, don't happen like that. To get an so angel true. investor, you've got to, you've got to have a great story. Um, you've got to have a great pitch. 
clearly you, you've got to have a great plan, both financial and strategy-wise. And so when you enter into a- anything like this, um, you know, I had a really clear, defined vision of what I expected portable power technology to look like in the first year, in year three, in year five, awesome. not from a financial yeah. perspective, but what I, how I expected it to impact the market and what yeah. I expected our brand to, 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 to bring to our customers and, and the solutions that we were going to provide. And we haven't swerved from that at all. You know, it's Fantastic. ingrained, indoctrinated in, into me and into my, my team. In Your here. team. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's indeed very, very valuable because if you can paint that clear picture that that angel investor can see what you're trying to accomplish and that you actually have thought about this seriously and it's not just some pie in the sky idea, it's a little easier to attract. Yeah, I mean, no investors. Most most of these investors are pretty savvy, right? They they've been around the block. They know yeah. they know what's right, what's wrong, what's real, what isn't. They also know if somebody's lying to them or giving them oh uh, yeah a, a pile of BS. So yes, um, the um, yeah, I mean, one of the one of the things I really learned from that was was to be really clear uh, and to really visualise what it was that we were trying to to do and achieve, how we were going to slot into that marketplace, what it was that we were going to do be able to do over and above if there were any competitors in the market and mm. and have and defining that USP very early on and not swerving again from it is is really important. So, you know, one of the big things for us is not not just delivering products um, and solutions to our customers, but uh we take them through a form of education in power as well, so that awesome. so that they 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 learn um, more. So when they come to us with a whole bunch of questions about, I want to do, I want to power this in this situation for this long. I want to do it every day for so many days. I will recharge it from this source or solar, or I will take it back home. Give me a solution. And so we walk them through that, so that they they not only do they get. The, the end solution, which so many people would just deliver to them on a bit of paper as a quote. Right. But we're not we're not paranoid to believe that we're going to do that and our customers will just run off to the nearest competitor. Part of the experience for us is um, that education training and removing yeah. some of the ignorance around power and electricity so that even if they don't buy from us, we would have done something of, of consequence as well and, yeah. uh, and changed the world uh, a little bit in the way of knowledge and so we we make a point of doing that with all of our customers and with our with our biggest um industrial customers really we almost act as like an extension to their technical department awesome. in their company so they look to us they they don't now consider that they need to worry about the solutions when they get these problems or they have questions they just come straight to us because we give them that confidence that we can give them that solution and so we almost act like a a virtual R and D stroke technical department, and I almost act as a virtual CTO to to some of their business. To their business, fans. But that that whole experience, that holistic experience, is then what leads us to to be able to have these very rich and um, long, enduring, yeah, yeah with, with, with with our customers who who are very loyal to us. But we we engage with them and um, and we. We don't, we don't, we don't 
we don't push them. What we do is we just gently lead them down a road of experience and then we let them decide whether or not that experience is the one they want to continue they with. They want, and that's valuable. And, you know, I mean, the, the no-pressure education side is the, the type of experience that people can use in the longer term because they've learned something. And Absolutely. you're adding value, so it's probably a fairly easy sale at the end of the day for many of them because they see the value through the whole experience rather than in the product. So they do, yeah, and we, we awesome. have customers who just – every year just grow more and more, give us more and more business. And more often than not, some of those customers even give us business on products that we wouldn't ordinarily supply because they just go. want uh, they just want us to, they just wanted to tie that in with us so that from a technical perspective where we're just giving them again that kind of holistic view of, of what's required without them going, well, I'll have that from there and that from there and that right. from there. Uh, and, and although I don't want to be a one-stop shop, well, I don't really like that expression, but for, for a lot of our key customers who they they just trust and want really what they're doing is just bringing us on board. But yeah. some of the some of the CEOs of those companies, when I've asked them those questions directly, often it's more about the fact that they also kind of want to reward us with more value because oh, of the experience that they're, that they're bringing. So if they don't have more value to give us in the products that we can supply the you know the CEOs are going well why don't you just give them a, a slice of that over here or a slice of that over here and Fantastic. so you know that that enables us to to continue to grow um you know in, in some of our in some of our biggest customers yeah. but clearly you know growth which is the, the the one of the the words in your title for this podcast is growth in in the current climate I think is is um is obviously a, a very difficult a very difficult thing for for everybody. Um, Absolutely. In fact, what did the COVID nineteen pandemic do to you? That must have had both benefits and challenges as you went into that lockdown. Yeah, I remember that day really vividly here in the UK. That was um, that was March the eighteenth, and I can genuinely remember talking to my team here sending them home we prepared for it during that week sending them home it was just before the government announcement uh on on locking down and um i, I can remember you know like the tears of some of my team as they walked out the door with the the not knowing and the not, just uncertainty, yeah, the uncertainty. Of, of, yeah. of what was coming next and i can you know that night i remember just going home and it was just I don't know. I don't think the world was devastated, but again, the uncertainty and the I, I'm in something in my life that I've never prepared for, never right. expected to happen, and I genuinely yet don't know what it is that I need to, to do. To do, yeah, because yeah. none of this was the, this was all new. So, um, so yeah, we we you know we what we did was we we have one person working in the warehouse here. His job every day was to collect orders and process them, and they'd get collected still by our courier. Um, we focused, we moved a lot of our focus away from B to B to B to C, and okay. to really not take advantage of, but to serve the B to C market of people who were looking for power solutions when locked down for various reasons. For but various also, reasons. there were yeah. there were contingents of people, you know, who genuinely believed that electricity was going to go off as well. Yeah, yeah. And so people wanted these power solutions that we that we have so we saw a big upturn in our b2c 
uh, and really pushed that channel, changed our marketing strategy, increased our Google advertising. So we didn't actually we cut back on certain things, but we actually increased our spending on on others. Awesome. Um, every, everybody continued working. We didn't we didn't suspend anybody's working hours or or, or put them into suspended animation or, or anything like that. Which helps. Um, yeah. Nobody, not one in, in that. You know, obviously, then we all came back for a while, and then we went. Then we went back into lockdown, and the Locked second lockdown up. was harder again. December <sighs> to May. Um, I came and worked in the office with, with, and we kept rotating a very small team around that time. Um, and yeah, the, the hard, the challenging thing was keeping everybody motivated, keeping everybody um, mentally in the right place. None of my team had a single day off in 18 months, much oh. to their credit. And I never, never asked that of them, but they were that committed. No, but they were dedicated. Uh, uh, and um and we won some great programs during the during the, the lockdown. Awesome. We, uh, we we did a, a we were part of the government program for COVID for the um, testing vehicles. So the awesome. Royal Engineers, uh, the military, they came to us, phoned us up. We met them here at our offices in the first lockdown. Um, we helped them design and develop a, a power system that was going to go into the mobile what they call the MTU fleet, the mobile testing unit fleet, developed by the Royal Engineers, rolled out to the uh, government. And so we pieced together and supplied all the necessary hardware to do that, uh, which was for 100 vehicles. And it had to be done within three and a half weeks. And awesome. we, we got all of that together. And, well done. Uh, and we rolled that out to the people that were then fitting it into the vehicles. And that got rolled out. And these became the first mobile testing units that were going all the way around the country, being driven around by the army testing and um, that was a really nice project for us oh, yeah. uh, and then we uh, and then later on we also did um a like a mobile vaccination clinic uh movable clinic uh and there was 150 of those and again we provided uh the power that was required to to do that every day um so there were some really really nice projects that we got as a result of that um but we yeah we we were we were fortunate in some of the, in the in some of the products and the markets that we're into, but I also believe that we I don't know about the word pivot. I'm not sure I always like that word, but we 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 did adapt, we did change, adapt, uh, and yeah. you know I was very mindful of making sure we had enough cash in the bank at all times yeah. to support the business and support the team. And I think that that when I speak to other people. And we, you know, there's always going to have this conversation about the pandemic and how you got through it and what it mm. meant to you and and what have you. Um, you know, one of the big things that always I've always held very close to me in business, no matter what I've done, is having enough cash reserves in the business at all times to to either get through these tough periods and or meet the cash flow requirements of when the business starts to pick up again. Pick up, you know, yeah. That's, you know, that's another time when, when you get so many casualties. And so I can't remember, I don't know what the figures are like in Canada and the US, be really interesting to find out. But in the UK, well, first of all, in the UK, um, 40% of the adult workforce work in companies of less than 10 people. So, yeah, so there's still, a, the the, the, yeah. so there's still a, a huge amount of population that work in small business. And those mm. small businesses obviously um, are key to the economy. They pay their taxes oh, yeah. uh, and uh, and they employ people and and they look after people in the community. Yes. Um, you know, having in the UK, I can't remember what the figure is, but it's something like the the 
look, bear in mind, I, again, I don't know what the figures are in the US and Canada, only out of all the registered companies in the UK, only uh, 4%, no, 7% of those companies will ever attain more than £1 million pounds in turnover. Okay. Yeah. And out of them, only 3.5% will attain more than £2 million pounds worth of turnover. Yeah, then um, stay tight. So you've got, this, you've, got this, you've got these very small registered companies and then you've got mm. this sort of mid-sandwich and then, of course, you've got the stuff at the very top. The big ones, like, yeah. They're doing the billions, et cetera. Um, but the, 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 your average company that's turning over less than a million that's a trading company or a service company and employs people, typically in the UK, the recent survey suggests that they, they, they at any point in time, their cash flow provides them with no more than £10,000 of free cash. Yeah, and it's which, so close to the wire. You know, it's no like, wonder so even you have to cover they your go under. VAT and employment costs on a quarterly basis. Yeah. Uh, and um, so it's not surprising that, um, you know, when 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 times are hard and people come knocking, that uh, you're really not in a position to to, to support that. To support um, it, no. You know, we we... We're very fortunate that um, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're we're very cash fluid. We have money in the bank. Um, I make sure that we always have enough money in the bank to keep this business going with its direct costs for a period of time. Um, and we have we have no borrowings in the business at all. Yeah, um, which is a great than, position. Other than, other than the initial investment and some borrowing, which was subsequently paid back. Yeah. Um, so, you know, from for, for, I think a big thing with regards to like you know your your question on growth I suppose is is that growth can come from so many things it can come from borrowing money and investing it can come from from knowing your customers it can come from innovation it can come from products it can just come from from just being there mm-hmm. when everybody else is falling around you um very but true I think it's a combination of of all of all of the above but there's nothing better for growth than than uh, a good plan, strategy, um, uh, um, good cash in the cash, bank, yeah. uh, good financial control, People. budgeting, mm-hmm. cash flow, um, and yeah, and of course, people, and just making sure that there's, um, you know, you're not you're not fooling yourself, and you're being honest at all times with, with yourself with with what with what's going with what's going on. Yeah. Um, and and I think with all of those things, if you listed all of those things out, brings you then a, a sense of confidence that you're on the right track, that your business is a good business, that you're serving your customers well, that you're financially in a good place. And when you've got all of those, it reduces the the stress. All of the stress of all of that stuff goes away and allows you to focus on the stuff that really matters, which is one of how do I now grow from here to here and from here to here? What do I need in order to make yeah. Make those things happen. Um, yeah, more the strategy side. And just servicing the customers. You know, the better you service customers, the happier your team is, the happier the customers are, and you're focusing in the right areas, which in many cases the growth comes um, naturally through that cycle because you have the presence of mind to think new direction, new strategy as necessary. Yeah, so, yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, you know, we were we, – we were, We'll talk about this year in a minute, but then I think this year is, is kind of we're in exceptional times. But we, mm-hmm. in the last four years, we've grown thirty percent year on year, and which awesome. is which is it's significant, and, yeah. and you know, and the number has got bigger and bigger, and and it's got harder and harder, and yeah, 
between 25 and 30 percent um and and we've done that without borrowing any money and by only adding two people to our team in that time fantastic um because we have such a dedicated group of people working in here um but you know now you know here here and now these are clearly more challenging times the we're in a turbulent market no matter what what we're in um and it's very difficult to shield yourself from from that 100 i think Mm -hmm. um so i think for the first time we will my expectation is is that we will actually probably at one point in this year we were running about 20 percent behind last year oh um, wow. uh, and we've now caught that back up and i reckon that we'll probably hit the same number as last Square. year right. or, albeit we won't probably make very much money as a result no, but... but that's a huge result on, uh, you know that's because enormous it, even yeah. if i take three years and i annualize our growth over three years and i went well, okay, instead of 30% a year and we're now we're static, it's over three years or four years and it's now the equivalent of 20%. It's still a, it's still a it's great still story. It's still a phenomenal uh, and, story. Yeah. And, and so we, I think we have to always be really careful that we don't get caught up in always the short term and, and the narrative around exactly yeah. the here and now, especially in business. Things can change and move so quickly. Oh, um, yeah. And um, and again, this year we've had to adapt, we've had to change, we've had to do certain things, but we haven't reduced our costs, we haven't changed our people, we're doing exactly the same thing. Um, I 100% believe that the traction that we've gained um, is not going away, it's just, it's just the market that's it's changing. Different. So as long as our customers are there, as long as our products are the right products, as long as our as long as we're competitive in the market and our brand is good and people want us, then we're just in a we're just holding station. Station, yeah. Team, yeah, no, absolutely. And that's and if, you know, to stand still is phenomenal in this market. Quite yeah, if we have to spend so. more money to stand still, that's also fine because that's, we'll we'll yeah. jump into the next year um uh, in a really great place and we've still got our reserves mm-hmm. and um um, but I went, when I look around and look around other businesses and what have you, we're very well placed, I think. Uh, we work in such a, uh, not a niche, I suppose we do to some extent, but we work in a very a very different market um, uh, and, you know, very specialised to, to, to some extent. But yeah. what we do for a living, when you explain it to people, is always relatively quick and recognisable. Easy to it's understand. About, yeah. It's about power. It's just how, how you do that. And... Um, um, yeah, I consider that we're in a in a very unique, exciting position, and and me and everybody else in here just is um, passionate, deeply passionate about what we yeah. do, uh, yeah. and I think that um, that's also a key part always of of of, of the growth, um, which is maintaining that uh, emotional connection to the business, and not in the way of. Oh my gosh! I wish I didn't do this every day because it's right, driving me right, insane, right. or I'm so tired, or I'm so stressed. Because every business owner that's on that journey is going to pass through that same emotion. That, so true. Uh, every time, but but what I can tell you is is that there's always you know the other side of that is 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 when you come out of that emotionally and the business is out the other side of that, you you do feel about that a whole much better in a, in a completely different way. And if you can yeah. continue to maintain that optimism uh passion fortitude uh and resilience and smile whilst doing it 
then um, then everybody in your business is going to feel that too, and it's infectious. And 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 it's that stuff. It's that uh, I don't know what you want to call it. It's it's that more subjective that that kind of um, yeah, magic dust that you can, that you can yeah. sprinkle around that yeah. that um, really does make a, a difference to the business, the people in it, to me, to our, and then in turn that that influences our customers, makes Absolutely. them feel better, uh, and so so on and so forth, and yeah. and so the whole customer experience and business experience becomes one of um, more joyful as opposed to one of how hard it is. And and believe me when I say, you know, as I speak for many, many business owners, how hard it is at the moment to... It's hard, yeah. ...to keep keep all the balls in the air and and maintaining supply chains are just terrible, getting stuff made and moved is just incredibly challenging. Uh, The pound is obviously slipped hugely against the dollar. We've lost nearly now... 17% 17% wow. since That's last September, and it's still heading down. Uh, and that is going to have a huge impact on imports into the UK. It's going to fuel inflation even more. It's going to then make things even more challenging and so on and so forth. So, yeah, and I, yeah, and I don't think, and I, I think it's the same in the US, it's probably the same in mm. Canada, and, I, and it's the same in Europe. Um, uh, it's all been fueled by I more about, okay, something's to do with Ukraine, but and energy but a lot of it is about supply chain it's about supply as opposed to demand yeah. and and so it's post pandemic where those issues lie and um hopefully when china uh does a u-turn on its zero case policy which <laughs> i'm being assured by some of my chinese friends that it's close oh they're then, thinking okay then yeah. uh then that is going to help change some of that somewhat yeah. it's not going to happen becomes... overnight such a big cog in the supply chain over the years so huge, you know, it's huge, enormous huge, huge. impact even just, raw ma- even just raw materials just like. raw materials even yeah yeah, yeah so, so yeah it, it's so we, we've got to we've got to come out of that so i you know i think that um you know growth is obviously the key word here and uh I think growth is and is very much a subjective thing. You know, one yes. man's growth might be two hundred percent, another man's growth might be five percent. Another uh, another company's growth, the CEO's growth, might be. Um, you know what? We made a loss this year, but I predicted that we'd make a loss this year. But it's still it's a growth because we've done this, this, and this. Yes, it's not it's not just about finances, right? At the end of the day, it's it's about everything involved oh, in, in, in the business that holds. The threads that hold all of that together, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, and it's in those areas that the growth comes from. For some people, growth is actually in improving the quality and upping the level of experience through the whole process for everybody. It's not actually a numbers thing or a size yeah. thing. It's a it's improvement in other areas. Stabilizing can be yeah, can it be is, growth. and also it has a it has a has a big impact as well on on like even the mental well being of your team because if they believe if they know that they're working in a company that's moving forward that has vision that's growing that has a strategy um, that is riding out the the the, the storm um, that knows and understands what it needs to do it gives them confidence it makes yes. them smile it it makes them happier um, and, and it and it it gives them an environment as well where they can see that 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 they're they're working for for a company in a business 
where good things are going to happen still. Um, right. There's, 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 there's no doubt. Yes, there was always going to be there's going to be tough times, but yeah, growth growth isn't just a number. Growth is is you know it comes from just so so many different facets. Even for me personally, when I look at the last couple of years, uh, one way or another, through some of the challenges that I've had personally, that has led to significant growth in 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 me and my there outlook. And then yeah. that in itself reflects into the business, creates a more positive outcome for the business too, uh, and so on and so forth. So you know these these things are uh all all connected and uh very very relatable and so i I think when you when you're talking business it's just so so many so many threads in there that um it is very personal uh but um i think the one thing that i take away from, from growth or from people in my experience talking to some people in growth is is not to obsess about business growth Right. You know, that um, you could still have a great company. It might just grow organically, um, but it could still be a great company and it can still pay you well and it can still keep people happy uh, and you can still and have a great so team and, and all yeah. of that. You know, it's like growth is no different than trying to measure success. It's it's like it's really it's in here and it's it's what you it's what you want from it. And so uh, there's there's through social media and perhaps some of the millennial generation as well, there's this belief that you have to drive forward at two, three hundred percent and you're not going to be successful unless somehow you're here um, yeah. and, and that anything else is a failure and you're not being successful. Um, and you need to cut through that to the realism of, of, of actually what being in business is really like. And that is, yeah. is that it's hard. It's, 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 it's an emotional roller coaster. It, it's, You've got to have an awful lot of passion uh, and an awful lot of commitment and time to make it happen, and um, and therefore, yes, growth is is in, is is ultimately important, but it's only a number. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it depends what you're growing it for. If you're growing it to sell somebody to sell to somebody else, then yes, a different growth than if you're growing it in order to give yourself a good life. Or Agreed. if you're growing and it your team. Just, yeah. just for significance because it makes you feel good because you like yeah. being a leader and you want to run your own business. Yeah, yeah. you're all just having fun. Yeah. That's they're, the they're all... part of it too is have fun while you're in business. You're not just yeah. there to drive things and, you know, struggle yeah. through the struggles, shall we call it. Too, too many people, especially if they've got not angel investment but seed investment or and or capital investment, venture capital, are driven to, to, to having to try and succeed and drive these numbers and growth to yes. exhaustible figures that are yeah. totally un, really maintainable um, and just that, you know, they get a good gearing and so it can be sold and so the shares can, mm-hmm. can come out and people can make a lot of money. And so, you know, I've always avoided that kind of that kind of pressure. I don't get that pressure from 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 Barbara. Uh, she She invests her investment is not only just monetary, but it's in me and in the business and, and, in, and, in, and, and the awesome. long term uh, yeah. of that. And so I guess, you know, one of the lessons that I would put out there is is not to not to dream too much about, you know, this growth and what it should look like always yes. because uh, the world changes so quickly and you can put yourself under so much pressure. But also yeah. if you if you if you can you can very quickly put your business out of business yes. by trying to grow it so quickly that either A, you can't support it from a cash point of view, 
or B, you just make a really bad decision about where yeah. to put your money. Uh, and so, yeah, it may have been the best business on the planet, but if it's no longer there, yeah, it's certainly, uh, you know, it wasn't worth the effort in the first place, shall we say. No, it well, it wasn't worth the, the trying to grow it, at the, you know, no. having that ambition to grow it at that rate. You no, all mean to be ambitious, but be realistic as, as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, you, you've got to aim to grow slower than perhaps you would have liked or perhaps slower than the market would allow you to do because you've also got to have – stability in the business if you don't have the systems and processes and experience in the team to handle that work well you're not going to be in business very long either so there are a lot no. of factors yeah a lot of factors and there's nothing wrong with as I, as I say I mean I can remember like in our year uh, you know we deliberate we planned to make a loss in year one and year two um, we just about broke even in year three, but that's because Brexit happened and that would have been our first oh, yes. point of, of change. Um, uh, and then it really what that did was it, we expected that would be like the turning point for us. Uh, and what we did was we actually just consolidated for a year. We, we, what we did was we put everything in place we needed that we thought we would need to do. And so then made a further loss to awesome. enable us to leapfrog yes. into the next. And that's exactly what happened for us. Um, so consolidation, breaking even, even making a plan loss if necessary, as long as you're investing in the right in the right places, to then break out again and hit the ground running yeah. to a point where we went we we then went literally from you know breaking even and to very little growth to uh, I think that following year, forty percent growth, followed by thirty nice. percent growth, twenty eight percent growth, twenty six percent growth, yeah. uh, and, and all Great of that stems from from the from the from the planning, but just just remembering that nothing good happens overnight. It takes yes. time to 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 materialize, and so patience, I guess, is the patience. Is one of, and is patience one of, is a hard thing, you know. <laughs> and and as you said. Um, with the way some of the, the companies start out with accelerators or venture capitalists or whatever, the drive isn't always there to allow for that patience that builds the stable foundation. So yeah, they're not in and it for the longer term. Uh, and I think that is, that is, yeah, something I personally would avoid because it's not in my nature to be driven by other people at a right. rate that other people see that. Because yes, they don't know what I yeah. know, and they also don't. They just they're just purely driven by speculation, by accounting, you know, by by finance, right. and, yes. and, and 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 by making a win. The rest is 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 to some extent irrelevant. Um, and um, I, I I personally wouldn't wouldn't wouldn't. Yeah, want it's to, not where but, you're going. So are there things that worry and excite you about the industry that you're in for the next? three, five years, the direction that's, you're going in? That's a really good question. Um, and I suppose I do think about some of those things, not too deeply because I don't want to worry myself. Oh, no, but, no, no. Don't uh, worry about the worry um, side. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, the the, um, the the clearly there's a move towards more power. There's a yeah. move towards more away from utility power and move to, to more independent power especially as power becomes more expensive which means people are likely to be generating more of their own power and storing it i can see that within the next 10 or 20 years people are already now looking at energy storage 
um, and obviously Tesla with the living wall and things like that. Yeah. Inevitably, what's going to happen is as new communities spring up and new homes get built, you will have like almost like a community energy. You will all generate it. It will go into storage. And awesome. then you share that energy out and then it will be like a cooperative, if you like, of, of, of like energy that you Power. that you you put into and then you take out of and you pay depending on how much you put in and how much you take out again. Um, so so, so I can I can see that how that doesn't really affect us particularly because obviously no. we're more in the in the in the market of when people need power on the move or remotely or in emergency situations or just to fulfill a particular obligation or energy that's mm-hmm. needed. Um, the the from our side, the the key is to continue to make things uh, more energy efficient, uh, right. packing more energy storage into smaller and smaller spaces Fantastic. to make it more cost effective and allowing it to be more powerful, so it can power more loads too. You know, more yeah. more appliances at the same time, um, and. Uh, and so and then providing sort of remote capability to that so for monitoring purposes as well so intelligence built in fantastic uh and um yeah you know obviously we do a lot in lithium the, the next big thing is going to be sodium batteries which they're not going to be so lightweight so not great for movable systems but for static definitely awesome. and obviously removes the need for uh, rare earth metals which is a good thing yes which um is- and um yeah, I'm I'm excited about the the business that, that we're in because we are in a business where in a market where the demand for energy continues to grow as yeah. people spend more and more time away from home and require more and more uh more and more access to electricity. And so the 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 key is creating access, low entry you know access to yes. those kinds of products and systems um so that people can do that with the least amount of knowledge and the least amount of education so that you can just give them something that says this will power your tv for three hours and then it will be empty and then you'll just need to recharge you it just plug it in yeah. <laughs> or do something yeah. with it stick it yeah. in the sun whatever you're gonna do yeah. So, clearly, yeah clearly you know we come up against some very complex situations of, of how and oh. where to generate energy and and um and how to how to do some of that and with the advent of electric vehicles that's becoming more and more yeah. difficult in inside vehicle because previously we would rely on the alternator to generate energy to recharge yeah. some of the auxiliary power systems now we've got to bank that energy every day and use yeah. it and then go back and when the vehicle gets recharged then this needs to be recharged at the same time so yeah. so there's a move to having more and more onboard storage inside a vehicle without taking it away from the range of the vehicle as well so right. they're they're some of the challenges but they're they're exciting things exciting you know, challenging times yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in a we're in a good market and yes i'm i'm excited and yes there will be challenges and there will be more competition we're seeing that more and more because Clearly, the demand for power is increasing, so there's going to be more more people entering our market. But we're a technical company um, with a very informal attitude and culture, and and, uh, and so we're not consultancy or really a solutions company. We're just a bunch of people who are really passionate about power, helping and supporting people with yeah. with with, with, a, with a bunch of products and systems that enable them to to, to do what they need to do. And just um, so fun. So yeah, it's it's good, but yeah, the future is 
well, I'd like to say the future is bright, but let's face it, no, no, I don't think any of us really know what's around. We the don't corner. know what the future is. <laughs> uh, and uh, as was one of my recent LinkedIn posts, but um, in, in, in business, at the, especially at the moment, there's so much uncertainty and so much going on. It's almost impossible to to, to know or understand um, what you know what what's what's going to happen. So um, yeah. again, my advice, you know, one of the things I do is. Uh, yeah, I hear the news and I look at the newspapers and, and I see what's going on, but I don't let that impact me and I certainly don't let that impact me mentally. Uh, you know, I accept that the world is not in a great place, but nothing that I'm going to do is going to affect the macroeconomics globally of this planet. And so I focus on the stuff that's important, stuff that, that I can, can control. do, the stuff yeah. that I can control and maintaining the sort of faith and belief in what we do in our business and ensuring mm. that as long as we're staying true to that and our customers are there, we've got products, we've got money in the bank um, and we've got a, a, we have a great team. Great team. Then yeah. everything else, uh, everything beyond that is, is, is outside of, 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 of my control. Yeah. So if we fail at that point in time, it, we've only failed because it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's just the way it's going to be as it's, opposed yeah. to, yeah. as opposed to just worrying about, or believing that we're we're in a recession, uh, that the world's gone to shit, and that we're where yeah. and where and now all our businesses are gone and, and buried. Yeah. And, buried. And, and and I know plenty of people like, like that with their heads yeah, in their hands, people. yeah, without the energy or, or passion to. It's at times like this that you really find out who the good business owners are, who the entrepreneurs are, who yeah. the ones that really know and understand their businesses and and really believe. In their businesses because yeah. uh, there's a lot of wannabes um, oh yeah well, yeah who, you know, and, who think I mean, that they have something but it's not and really. it's not you know i mean it's just it's it's a great idea until they get into that painful aspect of entrepreneurship and it's not as easy or glamorous as people think it is so it's no, it's a hard no. road, you know. It is a hard road. So that it is a hard road, hard. especially at the moment. No, every day I come in here, bouncing through the door, try and <laughs> smile, and uh, every day, within the first half an hour or an hour, I guarantee I'll be faced with a challenge. Yeah, a whole a whole bunch of, of <laughs> a whole bunch stuff of stuff <laughs> coming at us, and it, it's like, uh, yeah, it really is a it's a battle every day to kind of keep the energy and and keep the 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 momentum and the and the and the, and the motivation, but but it pays off over the long term. So, it pays off, know. but also there do that and come through that and turn that that obstacle into something positive. That gives you all of the confidence and all the positivity you need to face the next hurdle and the right. next one and the next one and the next one. Yeah. Uh, and and with that confidence, then comes uh, a quiet. Um, well, quite confidence and, and the knowledge that no matter what comes at me, I, I can handle it mentally. Yes. And even if I don't know the solution, um, I will I will work my way work through it. it. Yeah. yeah. Out, yeah. Outcome thinking Fun as opposed it. to worrying and an anxiety. No, so. that's so awesome. Really great conversation. So um <laughs> I'm quite certain we could discuss this all day. If oh, anybody sure. wants to reach out and contact you, learn anything about the business or, or speak with you, how do they do that? Yeah, well, obviously, I'd say Portable Power Technology is a UK-based business. We're just southeast of London. Um, and um, you'll find me on LinkedIn. Um, 
Uh, I'm sure under Paul Mercer, just look for off-grid specialist. I think I'm under that. Alternatively, NOLA's connected to me, so you should be able to find me through that. Reach out through NOLA. Absolutely um, awesome. Or or our (laughs) website, which is portablepowertech.com. So that's portablepowertech.com. But um, always happy to, um, I hope from the conversation that I've had with you, NOLA, and, and one that we had previously, that I'm always happy to talk connect and support and 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 you know if anyone just even wants to reach out just for some gentle advice or or um just to have a have a chat um i'm always always up for that it's what i love to do and um i'm always really happy to share um, some of what i've learned but also you know um, give that support as well if i can Fantastic. Well, thank you very much. And thanks for the opportunity to meet today. This was awesome. That's a privilege. Thank you very much for inviting me, Nola. I loved it. The Unlocking Business Growth Podcast is sponsored by Protea Consulting Professional Corporation. We help our clients translate their operating and accounting data into the strategy for business growth they're truly capable of. Subscribe to the Unlocking Business Growth podcast on iTunes, Google Play and Spotify to hear from other companies that have overcome growth challenges. Get a free copy of NOLA's latest book, The 5F Strategy, Bottom Line Growth in Any Economy Without Additional Sales and Marketing and download the Financial Growth Scorecard at proteaconsulting.ca. Work with us to achieve your business potential. To find out if we're a fit for your business, email info at proteaconsulting.ca and follow the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast on LinkedIn and Facebook.